Welcome everybody to episode four, I think it's that way, of the Wolf of War's End with special guest for this week, Mr. Oliver Squires. There you go. Introduce yourself, Ollie. Love that. Love that sound effect. Look at that. No introduction needed, just just the sound effect. That yeah. encapsulates me as a person completely. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm Oliver Squires or Ollie Squires. It's only Oliver if I'm in trouble, really. Yeah. Um, but Ollie Squires. Um, I, uh, I head up the sales team uh, at Ebster. Uh, we're, we're a SaaS uh, company um, headquartered in the UK, offices in the, the US and uh, Australia. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Russell, you and I, we've uh, we've known each other for what feels like quite a long time now, yeah. a couple of years. Uh, yeah. So, Thank you for thank you for having me on. It's much appreciated. No, 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 my my absolute pleasure. Why why not get you on? I say I say this with utmost confidence. Ollie, you've got some of the best content, hands down, out on LinkedIn. You know, it's just it's it's you. It's unique. It's relevant as well, and it's just brilliant. It's just amazing. Like you know, you see so many people out there posting you know, all this thought leadership stuff and look, there's room for that. And I, and I appreciate that, you know, there's, there's definitely space for that, but your content just does, just does something totally unique. I think it's educational, it's pitching, it's, it's selling subconsciously, making it hard not to, making it hard to turn away and, and not be curious and, and not take interest, but hands down some of the, the best content out there on LinkedIn. So no absolute pleasure, pleasure to have you. And it was um, maybe two of, of, or a few years ago now where, I uh, came down to the Ebster offices. The old offices, you've moved now, right? Haven't you? You've got... The old offices, yeah. Yeah, you've got somewhere new. Yeah, we, 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 our lease was up in our office at the start of the pandemic. And listen, we're a SaaS technology company, so the switch to be able to work from home was pretty seamless for us, uh, luckily. Um, but then we just opened up our new office um, in Old Street in uh, in London. So we've been in there about three or four weeks now, a bit of a hybrid model, a couple of days in the office, a couple of days at home. Um, it's good. It's good to be back in the office. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, Jerry Hill was there a few a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, seeing He was. I saw a little bit of a I saw him taking the piss at the coffee machine. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jerry. <laughs> but uh no. We did, when he came into our office he had, you know, the the instant the inst- instant instant cuff. So, you know, it wasn't as as, as as quality as that, but <laughs> What's, what's funny is obviously Jerry doesn't work for us, but he's a friend of Ebster's. But you walk into the office and you see Jerry, like Jerry's the man, and you immediately, like you set one foot in the office, and you're like, oh, I better pick up the phone. I've got to make some phone calls because I, I can't have Jerry thinking bad of me. That's yeah, not on. Yeah. Make calls. Yeah, I've done 100 dials since Jerry's been here more than I've done all year. <laughs> no, brilliant. Would have, been, would have been 500 dials if we were using connecting cell. Yeah, yeah. Cheeky little plug there, little connecting cell. More than a speed dialer. Um, so yeah, look, we'll we'll roll into it. Um, the format is six questions, right? We'll probably go off tangent. That's fine. That's the name of the game in in this podcast. But you know, give the answers. Uh, give the answers. Sorry, as as honestly as you can. But you know, don't be afraid to take the piss a little bit, right? It's it's sales banter. It's 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 time to drop the boardroom lingo and and just talk about things as they are in this role, right? So, you know, how did you find Love yourself? It. And I know the answer to this question, right? So I'll I'll. I'll not. Tr- I'll not try and be clever and frame it or anything like that. But uh, how did you find yourself in in sales, Ollie? Did you fall into it like the rest of us? Um, honestly, yep, completely fell into it. Um, I um, I always wanted to be an actor. 
yeah. that's that's my background is um i studied it uh, i did drama at school then i did performing arts at college then i did media performance at university and then i was a, and i'm saying this in massive inverted commas <laughs> i was a jobbing actor for six years so what did that mean i mean i was unemployed for 51 weeks of the year and for another <laughs> week I, I i got a part in something um so when you're in work as an actor it's, it's the best feeling in the world you're like yeah. living your dream and you're getting paid to do it as well it's phenomenal but for the other 51 weeks of the year, you, you, you've got to pay the bills, you've got to feed yourself, you've got to pay the rent, right? So um, straight out of uni, I had a friend of a friend of a friend who introduced me to, to this guy. And they what they did as a business is they, we're going back years here. I know I've got a bit of a baby face, but this is sort of 20 years ago. Okay. They were selling... It was called My Internet Pass, and it was prepaid dial-up internet access. Right. So you remember the old school pre yeah, yeah. pre broadband? You know the dial-up noise. <laughs> or some people used to go to a shop and buy a card that had X amount of credit on it, and then they'd use that, plug it into their computer, and then they got access to the internet for ten hours or whatever it is. <laughs> so um, I got a job working there, um, and it was a commission-only job. Mm, cold calling all day, every day to independent yeah, yeah. Uh, independent retailers across the UK. Um, it was tough because you, you could work two, three, four days in a row and not earn a penny. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden on one day, you'd absolutely kill it uh, yeah. and make a load of money. And luckily they were very open with me to um, still pursuing an acting career as well. So if I needed time off to go to auditions or if I was lucky enough to get a in something, <laughs> yeah. then go off and do some filming, yeah, yeah. They, they, they loved it. And um, yeah, it sort of, it gave me the buzz of sales. Right, because there's no choice about it. Right, sales is tough. It's a hard yeah. job. Lots of rejection, um, but the the doing a deal, like when you finally get uh, you know the signature or the, you know the, the confirmation, it's it's a wonderful feeling as a sales guy to know that you've done all of this hard work to try and solve a problem for a particular customer. Oh, yeah. They are deriving value from whatever it is that you're you're selling to them, product, service, whatever it is, and at the end of the day, you get paid for it as well. It's it's a lovely buzz. It's really nice, and that's what sort of got me into the into the world of sales. And I yeah. spent about four years at that company, um, learning sort of. I'm saying this loosely, learning the craft of, of, of cold calling, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then um, and then I ended up managing the sales team as well. And um, yeah, that was interesting. Sort of learning to to, to manage people as yeah. well, which is a whole another ball game. Uh-huh. Um, and then ever since then, I've, I've, I've had a number of different sales jobs. Uh, I was selling advertising. I used to sell advertising space at uh, Emirates Football Stadium, cool. the LED signage, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is quite hard because I'm, I'm a Spurs fan. So I didn't really want anything to do with <laughs> yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, getting all the shit sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so funny enough, that my, my favorite deal that I did there was there was a game between Italy and Nigeria right. um, being played at Emirates. I think it was just an international friendly. Yeah. I had five minutes of LED signage left to, to, to sell. I somehow got in contact with the head of marketing at a Nigerian milk company, <laughs> a company that sells milk. Yeah, okay. And I sold them, uh, I sold them the, the, the slot. So it's just in the middle of a football game, uh, game. You've got you've got Nike, you've got Reebok, and then you've got this Nigerian milk brand just scanning across the screen. It just didn't necessarily correlate <laughs> at all, but they absolutely loved it. And, yeah. you know, happy, happy customer. Yeah, as long as and it's then, not another and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and then I ended up uh, at Ebster. Um, the the CEO of Ebster, Guy Rubin, um, he's, uh, he's an old family friend. Um, oh, I so didn't I, know he's that. known me since I was since I was born. Yeah, 
he um his younger brother is is one of my closest friends so i've known guy for, for forever um, and we just went out for dinner one night a couple of drinks got talking and he was looking for an sdr to join the business at the time it was just him and his business partner sort of building this this solution and, and, and taking it to market in the recruitment space i was like you know what yeah let's give it a go and that was just over 10 years ago oh 10 years that been with i didn't realize you've been there that long wow yeah long time long time it's been uh it's been a journey and a half that's yeah. what i'd say well um particular shout out to all the commission only sales people out there I lasted one month in total in that role working for payment sets yep. going around all the local convenience stores trying to sell them card machines and it was so savage i can't even begin to describe <laughs> you know no one no one the the, the 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 shop owner never looks after his own his own his own system apparently you know it's always <laughs> someone else and um particular per, particularly pertinent actually that we're talking about commission only roles because i moved into my new house a couple of weeks ago congratulations by the way on on, on the, the, the the pregnancy within this squire's household <laughs> thank you very much you know, that's that's really nice to hear so if we're talking about one big life event for me i could obviously shout out that for you but um you know got the much keys keys to my house a couple of weeks ago and then got a double glazing Congrats. double glazing guy come round. And you can smell the commission only from, from an absolute mile off. And that, I, I, oh, it just, I just felt so sorry for him. You know, this mm, guy, he, he, he quoted, he quoted, it's a big old Victorian terrace, right? We needed something like 10 windows done. It's, it needed, of course, special um, scaffolding. You know, it wasn't just a standard scaffolding job. You know, the windows, extreme elevations, particularly rare. Special <laughs> scaffolding, ten windows, starting off at eighteen grand. Within ten seconds of me thinking about it and, and not saying anything, right, just active listening and trying to take that in, it then went to fourteen grand, and then thirty <laughs> seconds later, after I went, mm, it then went to ten and a half grand. So that quickly, he dropped, he dropped seven and a half grand <laughs> off the price. Um, wow. His manager would have been very pissed off with him though. Apparently, yeah. for, for, for doing that discount, right? We, we all see that one, right? Oh, my manager will hate me for this one, but I'll do it if you commit to it. <laughs> um, and I, I sent him packing, right? He's probably going to ring me like tomorrow or something, but I just pictured like he's kids like with no food on the table <laughs> and you know what I mean? i'm too soft i'm too soft i'm far too soft but yeah shout out to all the the commission only sales people out there i want to press the wrong sound effect but... oh, yeah. uh, there it is <laughs> i hope uh, i hope you didn't pay more than four grand in the end for that i've not paid anything i've, I've just i've just pushed it pushed it down <laughs> i'll forget I'll, I'll worry about the double case um... when i'm freezing to death in the winter yeah it's, it's, it's tough. Listen, as salespeople, right, we've got to, number one, uh, trust and understand and believe and, uh, yeah, mainly understand why senior management and product people have priced our products at a particular price point. And then we need to, to, to use that and leverage that with conviction and, and belief that, uh, and understanding that, 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 that there is a value in our solution and that is why it is priced at that particular, particular price point. Um, you know, there's, there's always like creative conversations that can happen around the commercial side of things, but just randomly plucking a big ass number in the hope that you've got a stupid <laughs> enough prospect to say yes. I don't want to be that kind of salesperson. Yeah. I want the, I want to know there's value in what I'm selling and it aligns to the customer's you know wants and needs and requirements. 
um, and therefore the cost, you know, effectively becomes a no-brainer. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, shout out to the non-commission, to the all commission people. It's um, it's a tough gig. Yeah, it's really a tough. tough gig. But fashion makes diamonds, so stick at it. Anyone listening? Um, you don't see that very often, do you? In tech sales, and, and well, maybe, I don't know much about it, right? But you think tech sales doesn't really associate with that, does it? It's you double glazing. Um, merchant services stuff but i wonder if there's any SaaS companies out there doing would, you, like that. would you know we, we, we live in a completely different world now right mm. the, the the power is with the customer that they're, they're, they're yeah i'm not trying to teach anybody to suck eggs right but half the sale is done before a salesperson even speaks to anybody there's yeah. enough content online now and youtube videos and links and referrals and 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 g2 crowd comments and stuff mm-hmm. that people can start to formulate their own opinions uh, and do their own research um so uh, back in the day when it was double glazing like you had to trust the double glazing salesman because he knew everything he held all the cards yeah. or she for that matter yeah. um it's, it's a different world now and that's why you've well, it's a great opportunity to actually make this informative for once and not just waffling on talking shit. Uh, 67% <laughs> according to Gardner of the buying journey is now done, done digitally, which essentially means before you pick up the phone, before you send an email, they already have been through the G2. They've already been through the trust pilot or whatever it may be, right? But, you know, start thinking further up the funnel, guys. That's what that means. Um, what you've just said there is exactly the reason why I create content and put yeah, it out there on LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't want to rely on, on, on solely on my marketing department to do all that top of the funnel stuff. Um, uh, I want my name to be synonymous with the potential pains and problems that clients are facing so that when they do come to that position of, I, I need to solve this problem, I remember that bloke colleague did some funny stuff on LinkedIn. I'm going to reach out to him first and just have a chat. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Because I want to make people aware of me, my brand, my company, and the solutions that we provide, even though they're not in a buying cycle. Right? That's the important thing. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, this is my stab at that, so fingers crossed. Huh? Doing a good job. <laughs> no, brilliant. I said six questions. Uh, the first the first one answered one and two. Um, but next, you know, what, what do you love about taking the Ebster solution to market? You know? I imagine elements of the, the the ability to be creative, to be thoughtful in what you're doing, you know, get your name out there, be be, be synonymous with what you're trying to achieve and you know, in, 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 in finding hidden revenues in people's CRM, right? Which is an absolute no brainer. I speak to, to so many people and when we start off a project here at Durham Lane, you know, I say, right, yeah, you can build us a data list, you can pull that from Zoom info, you can pull that from Cognizant, whatever, but Make sure that you get the last six months of 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 leads, and I know this is slightly different, right, from from what Ebster offers. But I always say to the close the clients as they're coming as they're becoming, you know, as they're coming on this journey with us, right, just get in that CRM, pull the zombie leads out of there. Who's not in the CRM over the last six months or a year had the TLC that they deserve, right, and and give them to us because I promise you, we'll find revenue in there it might be one extra thoughtful touch point or it might even just be picking up the phone and now there's been a change in circumstances there's so much cash in your crm but i don't want to answer the question for you any more than that but you know what do you love about taking abstract market um well number one from from being with the business from pretty much 
day one. It's been wonderful to kind of work with the senior management in sort of shaping the direction and the messaging yeah. uh, and even the product as a whole. It's been a really insightful and exciting journey. Um, and it's, you know, it's not been like that. It's been ups and downs and good bits, bad bits, stressful bits, more stressful bits yeah. um, and, and wonderful moments as well. Um, the thing I like is the team here are, we all, we all work with each other. Nobody works for anyone. My, my boss guy always says, you don't work for me, you work with me. Yeah. And, I, and I love that as a, as a saying, because it creates this real team camaraderie. So everybody's working towards the, the, the same goals, the same objectives, the same, the same outcomes. And what that means is they give you the freedom to experiment, to try new things, try new angles. You know, when I first started posting all this stuff on LinkedIn, I'm sure half my business is like, what on earth is he doing? Why is he such a stupid little attention seeker? Like, what's he doing? Why isn't he on the phone making yeah, phone that's what I was going to say, got on the phone. Um, <laughs> exactly. But once they start to feel, oh, hold on a second, Ollie's generating you know, thousands of views and he's booking the majority of his meetings off the back of his own video content. That's really exciting. So I'm pleased we gave him the leeway to do this. Yeah. And now I'm actually kind of working on on expanding this within our business so it's not just me but, but my team members we just had a, a new uh, two new sdrs right. who have straight away got on to creating video content and you know i'm helping them edit it all and put it all together and stuff so it's giving you that freedom to experiment experiment and try new things is 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 really exciting when taking things to market um the second point to that question from from actually discussing ebsco with with people what's the one thing that runs through with any business, right? any business, no matter what you sell, what you provide, relationships are imperative. Relationships run through every single stage of the customer life cycle. Top of the funnel marketing, SDRs reaching out, account execs running process, customer success, support. The one thing that runs true across all of it is there is a relationship there. Um, but the severe blind spot for the vast majority of businesses that, that, that I speak to and work with, if they haven't got a clue, genuinely, from a data-driven analytical perspective, whether relationships are actually strong or weak yeah. or increasing or diminishing in strength, it's such a big blind spot. Um, and that's what we do at Epsco. We, we've effectively codified relationship strength mm -hmm. to give companies that visibility. And now that we've codified all the relationships, all the accounts, all the opportunities that are being worked on, it's a phenomenal way of identifying potential risks, yeah. whether it's risk in the pipeline or, or risk in your addressable market, and then areas for, for growth. And what it does is it paints a completely different picture of the landscape. And that, for me, is always the exciting bit. When we work with a the customer, they might be a bit speculative about this, but when we're able to show them, listen, you've got 500 grand in commit that's due to close this quarter, according to what's in your CRM. We can already tell you that 30, 40, 50% of that is at risk because of the analysis on relationships that we've done. So it's that for me, that, that, it's that exciting realization moment where somebody goes, yeah, yeah, go, go on, I, I, I'm, I'm open to a chat. Oh my God, we're we're in shit. we're in shit yeah, right now yeah, because yeah, yeah. our pipes. And then it's the happy moment of well, actually, we know this now, two, three, four months in advance before the deals are due to close, we can do something about it. So seeing that 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 journey of of you know skepticism, then realization, yeah. then then kind of joy, is yeah. it's a lovely thing to to work with people on. Really enjoy it. That's really interesting you say that. I'll take the anatomy of a cold call, isn't it? I'll not do this justice, but it's like sales psychology 101. You've never spoken to someone before. They get a call off, call off you out of the dark. 
Russia give you the mobile number. So even worse, it could be a personal phone or something like that, right? That often happens. But it's about curiosity to, you know, trust, i.e. I'm not commission only double glazing salesman that, you know, I'm actually bringing value up to the research. So it's like trust, curiosity, and then piquing that curiosity into interest and like get the next step. I think it's the kind of first like 28 seconds or 30 seconds of the anatomy of a cold call psychologically. But um, no, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Um, well, question four was two SDRs. Why didn't you outsource them? <coughs> no, I'm taking the face. <laughs> no, no, I'm taking the face. I'm it's, it's, because, it's, it's because you charged us 14 grand and then two minutes later said, oh, we'll do it for 10 grand. I was like, well, no, I'm going to hold out even longer. I'm going to pay him 50 quid. Well, that was for the triple glazing, not the single glazing. No, they're, they're the special SDRs. <laughs> no, no. No, no. So, so, so listen, for what it's worth, I, I still absolutely see the value in, in outsourcing the, the SDR function. Um, uh, but also, also having that in house, so that you know, me as a as a sales leader, I'm sitting there, I'm with them, I'm living it, I'm breathing it, and then with an outsourced SDR function, you can't necessarily scale those employees up to becoming account executives yeah, in your business. Of and that's the bit that we want to make sure that we're expanding upon as well. Um, so. Don't get me wrong, I still see the value. And, and, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll do some business one day. Trying to, try to call. <laughs> but um, no, to be honest, like, I've never thought about this, actually. The funny the funny side of things is what would I do if I was in that, if I was in your position, if I was in that position? I would, I'm like that guy who will be like walking the sales floor, like you know, he's been on that mobile for at least five minutes now. No, is that Instagram? <laughs> and like you know and, and, and going for a beer after work and you know next person to create an opportunity you know, paint on me nando's on me whatever it is right um i don't know my bosses might be listening to this so i'm not going to give an honest answer but you know what i what i well, it, you know what it is so 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 again what i'm all about relationships right yeah. that's what we do as a business we, we yeah. measure relationships but also it's important to make sure that you have relationships internally. Now I can have a relationship with you as a, as a partner of Ebster, but it's all about making sure you're building and growing and nurturing relationships internally within your business. Yeah. It'd be interesting if you, if you would like to, to grade how strong your relationship is with each of your employees. You know, I, I've, I've seen people that work in you know, big old businesses and an AE probably has never even met the CEO, yeah. right? He's up in the ivory tower. Well, the relationship score or grading would be really low between those two. So that AE maybe wants to start to increase his relationship with the CEO. Let's get it from a, a D minus or a, a score of one to, to a 17 or a C plus yeah. because that's going to benefit him or her in the, in, in the long run. So, yeah, building relationships by growing your team internally, I think, is, is really important. And it's to get work just from a social perspective. Yeah. That's what I, I was a bit hesitant about going back to the office because I've loved working from yeah. home. I've loved it. Yeah. Um, and bluntly, I could work from anywhere. As long as I've got a laptop and an internet connection, send me to Fiji. I'll, yeah. I'll go and sit on an island yeah. and, and, and I can do my job from there. I'm pitching that to my boss. It's not flying yet. Um, <laughs> going up internet. But then we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who sold some cards for that. Um, and then, um, but yeah, being back in the office, especially with new starters as well, their ramp time increases dramatically yeah, when definitely. you're surrounded by it, living and breathing it. But then just from a social perspective, it's wonderful. We have banter across the desk and, you know, the ability to help each other out right there and then instead of, you know, a quick Slack message or can you just jump on a quick five-minute Zoom? Oh, I'm not available. Can we do it tomorrow at 3 p.m.? It's just yeah. a lot more fluid. Definitely. But yeah, relationships, all about relationships. 
what are your what are your and again I know I know number one or at least I know that one of these top three right but what are your go to go to tools of the trade for what you do fill your pipeline build those relationships and become synonymous with with, with the, the value proposition of what you do right LinkedIn what are they yeah, uh, so I mean, obviously, I would say Ebster because we codify relationships, course, so we course. can measure that throughout our sales cycle. Um, Salesforce is is pivotal to to, to my world. Um, when I first started at Ebster, it really, you know, your stereotypical living off of spreadsheets, yeah. um, and then as soon as you have more than one person working on a spreadsheet, it just it just all goes to shit. Um, so uh, yeah, getting Salesforce in was was a godsend. Um, and I'm, I'm actually not a very technical person, um, even though I'm in the software space. I'm actually not very technical. So at first, it was this kind of behemoth system, so many yeah, buttons, yeah, yeah. but over the years, get to grips with it. Um, and now it's, it's just invaluable. Um, and now we're also starting to learn HubSpot as well, because Epson now integrates with HubSpot. Yeah. new uh, integration for us. We're getting a handle on that system yeah. as well. And for me personally, yeah. the number one thing is LinkedIn. Uh, it is hands down the most powerful tool in, in, in my arsenal. Because um, necessarily it would be the same for everyone. Hopefully anybody in sales can see the worth of LinkedIn. Exactly. But not everybody uses it correctly. Right? It's not about connecting and pitching, connecting and pitching, connecting and pitching. It's, it's the biggest networking party on earth. That's what it's all about. It's a networking tool. And the ability to create content, whether it's video, whether it's written, whether it's creating podcasts or anything, is is so phenomenal, not only of building one's personal brand, but sparking conversation. Because that's what it's all about. It's about sparking conversation. And then by putting out content out there, it actually brings the conversations to you as opposed to you chasing the conversations. And and that's that's why I create content. Okay? The, one, the, the, the most successful from a, an engagement perspective, and by the way, whilst the dopamine hits of getting a thousand likes, you know, 700 comments on a thing is fantastic, actually means bugger all if it doesn't start yeah. to, you know, evolve. Yeah, I did a, you know, a jokey little video uh, where I've edited me talking to Morgan Freeman from the Shawshank Redemption about <laughs> yeah. updating his pipeline. Yeah. I put it out there thinking this is going to, this is just going to fail. Nobody's going to find this interesting. And it was phenomenal. The engagement was out, uh, was through the roof. But what it did, it had people then going to my LinkedIn profile, going to the Ebster website, and then messaging me directly, going, that video was really funny. It was nothing to do with Ebster. It was just about forecasting and pipeline management. And then coming to me, going, I saw your video in your website. Can we have a chat? Which is really interesting. Yeah, it resonates. Just for me putting out a stupid bit of content. So, um, yeah, it's, it's such a powerful tool, LinkedIn, if used correctly. If you consider it this digital networking site, which is what it is, but a lot of people don't use it as a networking site, it's hugely powerful. And bluntly, now is the time to do it, especially for video. Um, you know, you know, you've got all the, the the usual suspects out there on video. You've got your Tom Boston's, who's just he's he's the king. Um, you've got people like uh, Richard Smith, James Buckley from uh, all of the Jay Barrow's crew. Yeah, all of them, they're all on the video. There's so few people leveraging video as a method of, of creating their own content to generate conversations on LinkedIn. It's such an underutilized resource. And the best thing about it is it's so easy to do. Yeah, it's maybe quite hard to make it look really professional yeah. and add in transitions and all this stuff. Bluntly, all you need, you need your phone. 
which everyone knows how to take a selfie, right? All you do is record your phone <laughs> like this, record yourself, record yourself saying something, talk about something, something that interests you, something that you hate, something you love, something that you like. You know, fuck it, talk about your product. Everyone's like, you mustn't talk about your product. I'm like, yeah. bollocks to that. If you want to talk about your product, talk about your product. You'll either get engagement or you won't. It'll either lead to a conversation or it won't. Yeah. Right? So just creating content and using LinkedIn is, you can see I'm quite passionate about it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. such, it's such an undervalued tool. Funny enough, I hadn't planned this, but I'm also drinking a, <laughs> a coffee through Certainly a LinkedIn mug. One of these monkey old Berlin <laughs> ones from like two, two, two different <laughs> brandings ago. <laughs> old school, vintage, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a really long-winded way of saying that that would be, um, that's my uh, uh, number one go-to really? tool. I have to say also just a few shout-outs to um, Gong. Um, we we implemented Gong maybe come up to about six months ago now. Um, uh, Sarah Brazier, another wonderful person leveraging LinkedIn correctly. Yeah. Um, she was our account exec. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's so good. It, it, yes, it records all your calls, but the ability to go back, reference it, spot um, areas for improvement. Is our messaging on key? Is everybody saying the appropriate things? It's just been an absolute um, an absolute godsend. Um, that particular tool. We've 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 used um, uh, Jerry's product uh, in the past. Right. Um, collect and sell. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Just it, it, anybody who's listening, if if do, do one of their test drives, I think they call yeah. it. Um, maybe phrased it incorrectly. Oh, it it's, test it's drive. I booked someone in the really one yesterday. I got one of our one of our clients in on, on on one at the start of September, and you know I was yeah I was just like right in, in I made two hundred calls in March. With about twenty five percent connection rate, that's lusher. Mobile numbers primarily. I got the same connection rate the next month in May, in April. I can't remember when I started using it. Right, a few months back, I got the next month the same connection rate, but I made like some like eleven hundred phone calls. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like it's ridiculous. Yeah, this this it's, um, it's pretty powerful. This question, the yeah, next it's question, this this question, I think is made for you. Right, definitely made for you. So, what is your? And you're allowed to say your own, but what's your piece of <laughs> your favorite piece of like sales media? You know, whether it's a film, book, podcast. I keep making the joke that of that it's obviously this one, but it's people are going to get pissed off and sick of it soon, right? But you know, what's your your favorite um sales media? Right? Is it is it a certain film, a certain book, a certain podcast, a certain Use yeah, good question. So, um, I, try, I try to consume from all different angles. Yeah. Everybody consumes information really, really differently. And I've, I've learned over the last couple of years, I actually, you know, video content is, is, is the way that I, it sticks in my brain a lot better. Having said that, um, the stuff that Gong puts out, their, yeah. their content is, is phenomenal. It's really, really good. Same with the Jay Barrows team as well. Um, all the stuff, however they're putting it out, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a video from Morgan Ingram, or whether it's a, you know, a, a, a long ass document, uh, white paper thing. It's just, um, I, I really value all of that. Um, do you know who's the best person at the moment for, for changing people's thought processes in sales? Um, it's two people. I think, um, guys that refract. Um, yeah. Richard Smith, his stuff is brilliant. Yeah. And uh, Belal, Belal, uh, Betroy, I, I pronounced his surname incorrectly, but Troy, I think it is. Um, I've had the, the, the great pleasure to actually sit down and have a conversation, a couple of conversations Ooh. with Belal. 
Number one, he's just the nicest guy you could ever wish to meet. Super knowledgeable. His hashtag is death to fluff. Um, and that's what he's all about. It's just get rid of the sales bullshit. Yeah, yeah, right, let's just, yeah. let's talk seriously because he's a salesperson at heart. Um, but his, his way of breaking down cold calls or emails or messaging and, and, and really getting to the heart of, of the appropriate ways to, to sell it, he's just brilliant. Um, so yeah, a big, big fan of, of him and his content. And again, he puts out written content and he puts out video content. Um, Jacko van der Kooji, oh, I yeah, think yeah. I pronounced his surname. Yeah, I mean, just... I feel like I've run a marathon after I've watched many things of his. Because oh, he is a million of, miles an hour, but speed so knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, literally. I've seen him talk live at one of James Ski's events uh, a couple of years ago. And as soon as he starts, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. What's he talking about? He's talking about this. Blood pressure's going up and you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm panicking. I need, I need a holiday after it. But stuff sinks in. It sinks into your yeah. brain. And then you're like, oh, okay, I remember Jacko talking about that. And that makes sense. And let's make incremental changes here to then impact numbers down here. And so that's, um, that's yeah, that's all useful stuff. And then um, big fan of gap selling as well. Keenan, he's, uh, his stuff's brilliant. Uh, I read his book a couple of years ago. Phenomenal. So, you know, completely. I was kind of one of those stereotypical uh, product salesperson here's my product look at my buttons look at my yeah, features yeah. actually now give a shit who cares about any of that let's focus in on on, on the pains the problems that people have and the impacts that that event has on organizations and so on to to really add value so that's good and then did you ask me what what films yeah 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 any, any type of sales media i think mine are funny enough not not the wolf of wall street right but mine mine i think i've had a few different variations right but but like fav- not not like number one favorite right but stuff that i love to watch that inspires me to sell and stuff like that and the scene in pursuit of happiness is one where he's cold calling and he goes straight at the top of the list so like that yeah to inspire you right to give you a, a bit of momentum to float off that that that's what i mean by that yeah i love in that film is um his his way of i don't have as much time as everyone else so i'll go and pick up my son i'm a single father so how can i claw back some of my time so just by I don't put the phone down in between calls now. Just save oh, yourself an additional nine yeah. minutes throughout the day. Like, what a lovely little hack. I mean, listen, I don't want my sales guys to be working to that level because I think that just is, is too much. But, but I love those little little hacks that people can do to um, get little productivity gains. I think it's brilliant. Um, and, and then just that final scene um, when he gets the job yeah. is, mm-hmm. is what, what a lovely moment. What a lovely moment. No matter how many times I've seen that film, I still, uh, I still love it. Um, one other film, listen, you've got the standard things like Wolf of Wall Street mm. and, and uh, Boiler Room and yeah, all that stuff, which yeah. are phenomenal films. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Joy with, um, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Joy, it's, it's, it's all about, it's a real story. It's all about this woman who, uh, as a child, she liked to invent things. And she basically comes up with this new invention for a mop. It's just a mop. Right, yeah. but it's a, a reusable mop, so the head can detra- uh, detach from the handle, and then you could put the head into the washing machine, and then wash it, and then reuse it. And she was basically sick of her consistently buying new mops and being crap. Um, and then when she's trying to wring out the mop, you know, if there's glass in there, cutting her hands, right. and she's like, "There's a pain here. There's a problem." And, and I've come up with an idea to fix it. And it's all about her journey to from creating this mop to selling this mop. And when I say selling this mop, she eventually gets to 
uh, put it on Q- QVC or you know one of these online yeah, shopping channels, yeah, take yeah. it on. And the bloke who was presenting it was doing a terrible job. So she's like, I'm going to do it. So she got up there and, and she became this like superstar in America. Oh. And she became this like millionaire. And it's just a lovely journey about her relentless pursuit to solve this pain, solve this problem and make her product a success. And she didn't have like a business degree, an MBA or anything like that. Mm. She's just this, this, this single mum who had an idea, who did not give up, who just kept going, kept fighting and wouldn't be um, trodden on by, by anyone. Um, so, yeah, I just... I only saw it about a year ago for the first yeah. time. I've actually I have a tendency to rewatch films, but it's so inspiring. Um, just a, a journey, and you know the message is don't don't give up, keep going. You know, if you're focusing on the right things, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. at it. Try different avenues. So yeah, that. that would be my uh, yeah. Give it yeah, a go. It's definitely, good. definitely. Well, I'll get that watched. But um, time to wrap up. So look, thank you very much for coming on board today and being part of this. You know. You're one of the first people that, that came to mind when I when I was looking for guests, right? Who can I just have a really good conversation with? Talk a bit of shit, but but get some good value out of it as well. Obviously, you know, steal a bit of your LinkedIn momentum as well. I'm sure. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I've had an absolute blast with you. Cheers again for coming on. I'll uh, I'll send I'll send the the edit cut to you. See what you think. But uh, no, brilliant. Have a good day, Ollie. And cheers again. So you're you're editing out all of the uh, microphone stuff at the beginning, right? So you've got to make sure the, the viewers are aware. Russell spent ten minutes trying to sort out his microphone at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they'll be hearing the dodgy audio anyway, so I think they'll be able to figure that one out. So it may only be coming out of one year, but no, love, pleasure. Watch what you're doing, Ollie. Have a good afternoon, okay?